0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Uh, you know what time it is? Time to hang out with Mr. Cool. with Mr. Cool Fire. we Mr. Cool Fire. We're Mr. Cool. Kissed lady cool from Mr. Cool Fire. From Mr. Cool Fire. From Mr. Cool with Mr. Cool Fire. we Mr. Cool Fire. We're Mr. Cool We're Mr. Cool. Kissed lady cool from Mr. Cool Fire. From
0: Welcome to the Bit Scoop with Coop. I'm your host, Coop. I'm right guys, season four. I, I, yeah, season four is still on going right on now. right now. Okay. Make okay. sure you okay. check out. Okay. Make Sorry. sure you check out everything right now, guys. <laughs> season four is still going on, guys. Um Go to the website, thebitscoopwithcoop.com. Make sure you go to the Facebook page, facebookcom forward slash Um Check me out on Twitter, twittercom forward slash mcoop. 317 guys so um also make sure you tell everybody to tune in live right now on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the bit scoop with cook. all right guys this is enough about me um today's guest wow that's all i can say for this one is wow um he has done big things in the movie industry he has actually been in he's been an actor director producer writer if you name it he's done it in this industry he has a movie that's coming out in November that's called Santa's Boot Camp ladies and gentlemen the one the only Ken Feinberg welcome to the show hey thank you so much glad to be here how are you hey I'm doing great and yourself
1: I'm doing great thanks doing great yeah anytime you anytime you can complete a movie in this business it's a big deal And anytime you can get a movie distributed, it's even a bigger deal. So we're very thankful and very blessed that uh, we have a a movie that people are enjoying and and they want to see, and it's going to be out in the world where everyone can enjoy it in just a few months.
0: Man, I can't wait for it myself, Ken. Um, I know there's big things going on with that movie, and the way that you, like you said, you released this, well, you shot this movie is ready to go, and I congratulate you on that. Because some people that's in the movie industry, they probably feel that, oh, it's a movie shot. But they don't understand how much work is done behind doing this. So you have done this. And I want to say, once again, congratulations to your staff, your, um, your cast and crew, everyone. I can't wait to see Santa's Boot Camp. But we're going to talk about that in a minute. But Ken, also just want to let you know, on this show, we always talk about how you started in your career, your success give advice to get in, into this career, and much more. Now, Ken, when did you first realize that you was interested in becoming an actor?
1: Well, it's one of the, one of those funny things. When, when, when I was in preschool, we did a play in preschool, and I was late that day to preschool, and they gave me the role of the horse. And I was like, because I was the last one there, I got the last part. And I remember being the horse going, you know, I can do better than this. I think a lot of actors start there. They go, I can do that, or I can do better than this. And so, growing just growing up, I was always active in the plays in, in elementary school, and then again in high school. And then I went to college. I, I said I'm going to be a doctor, and I started out pre-med, and I was taking calculus and chemistry and acting for non-majors just because I liked acting. And then somewhere in the middle of that, I go, you know what? I just I'm, I really like acting. I like film, and they had a film major at my college, and so I switched over to become a film major. And did start doing original productions and acting in the theater in college and and then after that, um, you know I got out of college like everybody else and got a job and I was selling and and I was acting in theater in the evenings and you know people kept calling me hey will you come be in this we come audition for this show and I go sure I go audition I get a, I get a lead role and after a while I was like well maybe let me try this out and so long story short you know I went to New York and then I went to L.A. and I was in rep theater and I was and I was studying in classes and, you know, over a period of time, I my, developed my skills and I uh, just matured as a person and matured as an actor. And, you know, just started, I did some work on, on some things like Star Trek and Bucket the Vampire Slayer and things like that. And, and, and now I'm producing and directing and I'm teaching young actors. I'm teaching adult actors and they're booking movies and they're booking TV shows. And so so it's been, it's been a nice little cycle because when I was young, I had all these questions about how to go to work in this business, and nobody could answer him, And I had to go on this long journey to figure that out. Wow.
0: Wow. Now, Ken, it shows, like you said, when you was late to preschool that day and you became – and you was the horse. Now, right. all the way up to right now, I mean, that's that's amazing because you – but, no, before I even go there, Ken, I got to ask, what did you do as a horse in preschool? I, we got to know. What did you do?
1: Well, you know, in the story, you know, the main character rides his horse down the street. So, so like, he's got his hands on my shoulders, and I'm kind of, like, walking in front of him. And he's, like, walking behind me. And, you know, it's just a play about, you know, whatever mythical story we were doing. But, you know, <laughs> they had to have a part for everybody in the class. And so... You know, I came in, oh, you're going to play the horse. Like, oh, okay. I guess maybe that's why I grew so tall.
0: <laughs> and nice. Hands. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, make sure, guys, if you have parents, if you're listening and you have a kid or child or children that's in preschool and they come home complaining because they have to play an animal, you let them know about this story. You see where Ken is at today, and he started off as a horse. <laughs> you tell them. Well, think, you tell them to play think, that animal I, real well.
1: I think anybody that succeeds in anything just has a drive to be better at what they do. It's, it's just like I'm, I'm not going to accept what what this is because I know I can do better, I can be better, and I want to do better, so I'm going to push and change and learn and grow and, and, and see where I can become. I think that just sort of planted a little seed there when I was like three years old. It was like, "Hey, you know, I don't want to. I don't want people to remember me like this." <laughs> right. Know. And something inside me said, "You know, this, this." Well, I guess it was kind of fun in a way, but in a kind of way, I wish I maybe had a different role. And maybe if I had been had a different role, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I might have said, "Oh, that was cool," then gone on to do something else, engineering or law or whatever. Who
0: knows? That's true. That's very true now, can we go fast forward from you being a horse up to you getting into the industry <laughs> itself <laughs> now okay. um, now, did you have any mentors that helped guide you to where you are today? Well, the first
1: off the top of my head is is my dad because um my dad was a professional actor here in Atlanta, and he just always was supportive of whatever I did. and and he always, I mean, he he, I mean, he told me, you know, of all the directors I've ever worked with, you're the best one. And I, and I want to believe him, you know, because it's true, not because he's my dad. But you know, he's right. always like, you know, if I cast him in something, he's like, I wanted you to cast me because I'm the best one for the part, not because you're my son. I'm like that's exactly right. And so my dad was a big influence on me. And actually, he makes a cameo in Tanner's Boot Camp, and he passed away like a month after we finished filming the movie and so it's oh, nice man. to see him in there. And then I had a mentor, uh, and I had a couple mentors in L.A. One of them is a film producer, her name's Suzanne Lyons, and she's a film producer, and uh, I, did a, I did a program with her, a couple programs with her back in the early 2000s uh, about, you know, how to be professional, how to how to do your job, how to, how to network, and, you know, all these things that, that no one ever – you have to learn from somebody because otherwise you're not born with these skills. And so, and she's been a mentor to me still to this day. Like if I have a question about a contract or an agreement or a situation, you know, I can, I can email her, I can call her and she takes the time to talk to me. Um, Another one of my mentors is um, Lloyd Schwartz who worked on a TV show years ago called the Brady Bunch. His dad Mm -hmm. was Sherwood Schwartz, the producer. And one day I'm in LA, and my mom calls me, and she says, "Ken, I want you to meet with Sherwood Schwartz." I'm like, "Mom, how do you know Sherwood Schwartz?" I like, you know, he's the producer of Gilligan's Island and Brady Bunch. Well, she named some friend of hers in Atlanta, went on a cruise, and they met Sherwood Schwartz on a cruise, and they were talking about me, and he said, "Yeah, give, have him give me a call." So I had lunch with Sherwood Schwartz, and he goes, "I can't help you, but wow. here's my son Lloyd. He he produced the Brady Bunch." <laughs> So, it says it's a lawyer. Wow. I've been friends for a long time, yeah. Nice. So you, never know, you, you, know, you never know where, where, where you're going to meet somebody, and networking is huge, and, you know, when I teach young actors, one of the first things I say to them is you're always creating your reputation. So, you know, you want to be nice. You want to be professional. You know, I had some young kid call me today. He wanted to pitch a script to me. I'm like, you know, I admire you for calling me, but I just I have projects here. I can't take on somebody else's project, you know, unless you, you come to me and say, you know, I have, you know, Adam Sandler and the script. I'm like, okay, well then we, can, or, you know, whatever right. is, you know, it's got to be a little, it's got to be a little something else because you know everybody has a script. Unfortunately, everybody wants to be in the business, and and, and it's it's one of those things that separate the wannabes from the real people. Is that the drive and ambition to really do it? Because um, one of my agents said to me 20 years ago, he said, Ken, you know, somebody's got to carry the ball. And if you're not willing to carry the ball, who is? So that mm-hmm. kind of said to me, because I, you know, so back from when I was, you know, playing sports, it's like, you know, if I'm not willing to run the ball, who else is going to run the ball? If that makes sense. I can't just say, hey, it will does. you run the ball in for me? <laughs> yeah, will you take this and, and make it great? And then give me all the rewards. Exactly. You, know, you got to work for it. You got to work for it. And some people work hard for it, and some people don't. And some people want other people to do the work, but you know, you you, you got to do the work. And you know, and and and. As, but as much as I've done, as much as I've accomplished, you know, I still have to audition on the higher level. I still have to get people to want to work with me. And so say, hey, this is really good. Let's do this now. Let's, you know, because there's always you can always you know. I'm not, I'm not the Steven Spielberg yet where I can just say, Oh, you know, I want to do this project and then everybody lines up. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, mm. Steven Spielberg could say, Hey, you know, I want to do, you know, a, a snowman war movie, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> and then adventure and then every student in town is going to be throwing money at him here, here, take my 100 million, I'll take my 50 million, whatever it is. You right. know? So, right. you know, so, you know, and, and you know, careers are, are, are made out of hard work. And so so I'm thankful for mentors, and I tell my students you have to find mentors. I'm a mentor to a lot of young people, um, but I also tell them you have to find mentors because, you know, either you, either you do it my way, which is you, you, you make a lot of mistakes because you think you know it all and, and, and you learn what's right and what's wrong, or you find someone to help you out and answer your questions and, and help you through it. Uh, and I find it uh, it's much easier when you can go to a mentor. And, and you know you don't want to take advantage of mentors. You want to be specific with mentors. You want to say, you know, I don't want to you don't want to just drain them of their energy and their time. So you have to like be prepared for that. Say, this is my list of questions I want to ask you today. And you know, keep it short, 10 minutes. And say, this That's is what right. I need to know. This is what I'm, this is what I'm up against right now. So I'm not so I'm not like wasting your time and energy. And, and then you go off and do your thing. You know, then you come back with another list of questions. You know, another time. And so I think if you're respectful, those mentors will help you out. You know, and and you know, I never had any relatives in the business or, or any friends in the business. You know, I got lucky that one of my parents' friends met Sherwood Schwartz. But right. you know, it wasn't like you met Steven Spielberg. You know, you know, or Martin Scorsese. But you know, that's a joke. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I knew where you were going you know, with it. Pick them out. You got to you got to seek them out, and you and you can't be afraid, and you can't be afraid to ask, and you have to be okay with them saying no. So that's know, so true. Be respectful. You be respectful, and you make the request. You know, would love for you to be a mentor. You know, ten minutes. Let me ask you some questions. Um, you want a free lunch? I'll, t- I'll buy you lunch if I can just pick your brain for an hour, whatever it is. And if they say no, then you got to be okay with that. You can't say that they're a jerk because they don't have time for you, they're, they're busy people. But you got to be grateful and thankful if they do say yes. And so I've been very grateful and thankful for the mentors that I've had.
0: And that's that's so true, Ken. And, you know, everything you just said, I hope everyone that's listening worldwide right now take heed to what he just said. I mean, you have to step out there on a leap of faith. And if you're looking for a mentor to get you into this industry or help you out in this industry or just to learn about this industry, you have to ask. And everyone is not going to say yes. I mean, that's just real life. And you find one, you seek. If that one doesn't work, you go to the next one. Now, Ken, um, for the people that knows you already worldwide, you got some of your fans listening to you right now, and then people that's getting introduced to you for the first time. Can you let people know about, well, can, you, you started in the beginning of the show, but could you name some of the shows that you actually appeared on? Yeah, as a Um
1: Yeah, uh, one of the most popular shows that I was on was a show called Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and and I played a character on that show called the Chaos Demon, and so my character had like a love affair with Spike. Uh, not with Spike, Spike's girlfriend Drusilla. And so mm-hmm. um, that's kind of a fan favorite. You know, a lot of if you're a Buffy fan, you know exactly who the Chaos Demon is. And then I was on Star Trek, where I played a. Um, an alien captain on Star Trek Enterprise and uh, I played a, a, a Kevin May demon on so called Chand um, and I was on you know, things like Alias and, and, uh, and uh, the district cop shows I played a lot of cops and stuff um, bikers and demons and things like that unfortunately I never got to play puck in a midsummer's night dream because I think I'm a little too tall for that and um, you know, I was up I was up about 15 times to, to be a character on a show called Scrubs, which you may remember. Yeah. And they, they really liked me over there in that office, but I just wasn't quite Scrubs material. I mean, I'm 6'4 with a shaved head, and one of the things I learned in Hollywood is that you, you kind of fit into a little box, you know, until you break out of it, you know. And so, so for me, for a long time, I was the alien captain. I was the demon. I was, you know, the biker which is fine. I mean, I got like four residuals checks in my wallet that I got to go take to the bank. And, you know, so, so I mean, actors are working for residuals. Residuals are your lifeblood. So, you know, if if you can act in a union job, it's much better than a a non-union job because every time that movie or TV show airs, they pay you for your work. And so here it is now, you know, 10, 15 years after Buffy, and that show is still running on cable and uh, overseas and around the world, and and so they still pay me for my work on the show I and mean, all the actors on the show, which is which is really really nice.
0: You can't beat that, Ken. You really can't, because even though even though you're getting paid for it, just the point of the show is still airing. That shows that you and the rest of the cast and crew had a special skill for this industry. Because the shows still have big fan followers. And you can't beat yeah. that. That's something... Um, yes, we everybody wants to get paid in this business. But here, I mean, that's something that you can put on your resume. Something you can pat yourself on the back saying, look what I've done. You don't believe me. Turn on the television. Turn on Netflix. Turn on Hulu. Go to the theaters. You can see my work as proof. And that's something that everybody exactly. wants to actually do. And... I mean, and I commend you again for everything you've done, Kim. Everything. And one thing, um,
1: one thing that's, mm-hmm. that's really nice at this point in my career is I can point to things that my students have done. You know, I had a student that was in 12 Years a Slave. I had a student wow. that was in the Hunger Games movies. I have a student that just booked the, the new John Singleton series in L.A. I have a student in the new Clint Eastwood movie, Sully, with Tom, Tom Hanks. You know, I have a student... That is on. Uh, I have two students who are series regulars on, on Nickelodeon right now. You know, I've got a student that just did a pilot playing Helen Hunt's daughter. You know, so I mean, the list goes on and on. But it's like it's one that's really cool because I feel like in some small way I've contributed to their success. Mm-hmm. Even though, even though I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um, be in myself in any of those projects because i'm too old for nickelodeon i'm not the right type for you know some of these other things um you know when my student books you know it's it's a satisfying feeling that that you know that i i help them understand what their job was or or i got a call yesterday i, I coached a, a kid actually Evander holyfield's son um here in atlanta i coached him for Hi. an audition he called me to tell me he booked the job i'm like yay so you know, those are the kinds of phone calls that I love to get. You know, it's not every day. It's not everybody books every audition, but you know, when they do, it's like good for you. You did the work, and that's what I really try to get them to focus on. It's not about the glamour, or the glitz or being somebody. It's about doing the work. And if you've ever worked in this business, you know it's work. You have to put it in is. the work. You know, when I when I was on Buffy, I was there probably twelve, eighteen hours. You know, in a one day. You know we're we're there we're working we're not it's not playtime it's you've got to show up, you've got to be prepared, you've got to do your job, and if you don't do your job, they don't ask you to come back and if you do your job well, then they keep hiring you so it, and, and you got to put the work in you can't just you can't wing it when you're when you're doing this you have to you have to do the work
0: that and that's true Ken and I think a lot of people in this business have just starting off. I think they feel that, oh, I have a certain look. I, I can just walk in and get special treatment. I can walk on set and just ad lib everything, and it's going to work. And they're going to work around me. And people need to understand in Hollywood and down in Atlanta, New York, anywhere. If you're in the movie industry, television, music, it doesn't matter. You and I hate to take the rocks line on this, but you have to know your role. Literally, you you have to do what they say. If they want you to say this and look this way and do it to the precise T, you have to do it. And if you're good at it, you will get called back. Can't guarantee that ladies and gentlemen is listening, but you could. There's
1: no guarantees in anything, but I was just thinking about The Rock when you were talking, just before you mentioned him, because even even if you have a certain look or a certain celebrity, you know, if, if you're an Olympic gold medalist or you're a famous wrestler, or you're just, you know, a guy that that you know is well known, or whatever. Or you have, you're the son of a famous person or a daughter of a famous person, and you get the door open to you, and you get the chance to star in something. You you have to back it up. You have to have the talent. You have to do the work. You, you know, um, there was a story uh, about Renee Zellweger that sometimes I tell my acting class, and I just think Renee Zellweger is an outstanding actor. She was in some teen ensemble movie years and years ago, and everybody in that movie was going to be the next big thing in Hollywood, the next big Brat Pack, and every night after they finished shooting, they would all go and have drinks and celebrate and talk about how great their careers are going, how big this movie is going to be, except for Renee Zellweger. She would go get with her acting coach and prepare for the next day's shoot. And then you fast forward ten years, Renee Zellweger is winning an Oscar, and all these other people in that movie—they're not in the business anymore. You know, you—you you, you have to do the work, and that's one of the big things that I—that's one of the biggest drums I beat when I'm teaching other people that you have to do the work.
0: So true. Now, um, talking about doing the work, Ken, um, I want you to tell everybody that's listening right now. Tell them about Santa's Boot Camp.
1: San's boot camp is well as part of the training that I do for the actors that I teach. I produce original films for them to act in and so uh, it, it, when you if you've never been an actor on a set, you, you kind of don't know what you're doing until until you know what you're doing like anything else you don't know until you know. and mm-hmm. so we were producing films so that um, they would come on the set and they would go through wardrobe, go through makeup, go through blocking, go through rehearsal. And then they have to shoot with the lights and the cameras, and all the crew and everything there and know what their job is. And so one year, my editors and good friend of mine said to me, um, Ken, you know, with all the stuff that we shot last year, all the short films, all the commercials, all the productions that we did, we could have made a feature film. And so we said, well, let's make a feature film this year. What what kind of feature film could we make that would showcase our actors, give them the chance to be on set, and at the same time be appealing to more people than just in our film academy? And so we battered on a few ideas, and we came up with the idea of Santa Claus because he's kind of a universal, char- universal character. I like him because he's, he's sort of um, a symbol for giving and unconditional love, which is right. something that you know, we don't really see a whole lot of the movies these days. And so I kind of was attracted to that idea. And then I started looking around at the actors in the academy and said, well, what could we write with these actors in Santa Claus? And I saw some of the little ones. I said, oh, my God, these guys would be so great as elves. And they have so much personality. And one of the elves is diva. is a diva elf. She's the ringleader for all the elves that go on strike. You know, And I look around at these teenagers, and they're kind of tough, and they're kind of sassy, and they're kind of like, kind of like above it all. Okay, so I started, started getting the ideas of how we could put this together. So what, what, what we came up with was kids these days are so bratty and so self-centered and so entitled that Santa's elves don't want to make toys for them anymore. It's like, why would why I make toys for these brats, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they go on strike just days before Christmas, and Santa Claus is like such in such a mess that he has to bring in these six naughty teenagers to his boot camp to help him get ready for Christmas. And, of course, I I describe these teenagers kind of like the breakfast club in the fact that they're all very different and they don't know each other and they don't really like each other. They don't get along, but they have to learn to step outside of their own self and and be helpful to other people and be respectful and and mature a little bit because they're all being these self-centered teenagers, egotistical, you know, uh, like they are, and, and one of the, one of my favorite parts of the movie, is when uh, they they, keep, they just keep trying to escape, because that's the only thing they can think of they can do together as a team. They try to steal Santa's sleigh, and Santa um, gets upset, and he sends them to go watch Naughty Nice videos, where they have to go and watch Hope. videos of other kids, other kids doing things, and they have to vote whether they're naughty or nice, whether they deserve to, to have good things or not. And everything's all fun for them, until they see videos of themselves doing not so nice things and they have to vote themselves naughty. And so it's a big kind of a big kind of a moment where, and, and, you know, my daughters watch the film and they say that's their favorite part because it's, it's, it it kind of makes it personal, you know, okay. I can see where I've been like this person or I can see where I've been not nice to somebody else. And I don't really think about it too much. But all of a sudden, when it's up there for everybody to see, it's like, oh, yeah, I, I was that kind of person. I wasn't very nice to somebody else. And so when my six-year-old said to me, Dad, I know what Santa's Boot Camp is about. I go, really? What's, what's Santa's Boot Camp about? And she goes, it, it teaches kids to be nicer to each other. And I said, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like if, if we could learn to be nicer to each other. If this film helped one person to be nicer or not be or not bully somebody else or you know do something helpful to somebody else, then then great. Then it, you know it's worth it. You know, and so um, that's kind of how we went about it. We wanted to tell a story that was unique that hadn't been told, and so there's some twists and turns I don't want to give away, but um, I will say that um, not all the kids were satisfied with what they saw, and like one of the kids, everyone voted him naughty except himself. He thought he was doing the right thing, and then he had then the 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 movie sort of escalates from there uh, into some some really naughty behavior that that they all have to kind of learn from. And so one of the things that's nice is that every teenager can identify with having one foot in childhood and one foot in adulthood and you're trying to balance yourself out. You're trying, to, you're trying to mature, trying to be an adult, but at the same time you still fall back into these behaviors that are not helpful to you or anybody else. And so through the process of going to Santa's boot camp, these teenagers sort of little by little as the story goes along sort of learn that, you know, that they can be true to themselves. They, they can stand up and, and be themselves, and they can be cooperative, and they can do things. They'll help people other than themselves,
0: and nice. so it's, it's, it's kind of nice in that way. All right, and you can feel good now, about Ken, that. And you're right about that. And I think that's a nice family movie for everyone to watch, and they can get a moral lesson off of this. I don't care if you're a, a child or an adult; you can get a nice moral lesson off of it. Um, Ken, what is the official release date of Santa's Boot Camp?
1: It'll be out on November fifteenth. Uh, this month, this year, so, so like in three months from now, November 15th, you can pick it up, um, you know, at Target, Walmart, it'll be online, um, you can watch it, you can download it to your own computer, uh, Hulu or Amazon or iTunes, uh, you can watch it in your own home. Nice.
0: Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, November the 15th, make sure you go get Santa's Boot Camp. I'm going to have my copy. Make sure you have yours. Enjoy this family movie. Um, Sit down with your family. If you don't have kids, call your next-door neighbors over. If they're nice and polite, get them to watch it with you also. Or just call your family and your friends and associates. Make sure you check out this movie because this is one that you do not want to miss. Now, um, Ken, is there any uh other...
1: Before you go, I want to say one thing about Sam's Bootcamp. One of the yes. things that's really nice about this movie is that when it's over, it's not like everybody goes, oh, that was nice, and they get up and leave the room. It really can foster a conversation about what people experienced or what they learned or what they saw, You know, whether you're a kid, whether you're an adult, whether you're a teenager. You know, grandparents can watch it with their grandkids. So that's one of the things I really like about this is because when it's over, you can really – you can have a conversation about it no matter how old you are or what maturity level you are because there are certain things for everybody, if that makes sense.
0: Yes, it does. Nice. And like I said before, kids to adults, make sure you get this movie. Kids, if you're listening, tell mommy and daddy, grandma, uncle, aunt, cousin, whoever, to go get this movie November the 15th. Um, Ken, are there any other projects that you're working on that you're um, able to talk about right now?
1: Well, we've got a, a sequel to Santa's Boot Camp that we'd, we would love to do um, if we can. The Santa Claus, the actor that plays Santa Claus in the movie is actually, a, his name's Doug Kay. He performs the Atlanta Shakespeare Tavern here in Atlanta. He's a very Shakespearean actor. He brings sort of a Shakespearean quality to Santa, which is nice. He's already said to me, you know, if you if you wanted another one, count me in, which is great. And so we've got another one in development and then we've got this um, this musical that's the Shakespeare show that we've got which is really funny that hopefully we'll be able to get off the ground here real soon and we've got some more family films that we would like to do so we're in the process of, of getting those things launched and of course with the success of Santa's Boot Camp I think we'll be able to get some more of those those things rolling
0: nice very nice Now, um, can, how can your fans or people that's just getting introduced to you right now um, can they find you on social media
1: Yes. Uh, we have a website called Santa's bootcamp.com or Santa's bootcamp Um, I'm on Facebook. Uh, my, my studio is called creative studios of Atlanta, creative studios of Atlanta.com or we're also on Facebook creative studios of Atlanta. Um, and so, uh, we, that's where we are right now and we do have a Twitter, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm, not ever, I'm, I'm not a teenager, so I don't, I'm still learning how to tweet. So so I'm I'll, I'll, <laughs> sure I'll pick that up at some point. I'm sure I'll pick it up at some point.
0: Nice. Now, since you actually mentioned that, for, you know, for the older and the younger, how, if you're in the movie industry, television industry, radio, whatever, how important is it to you for this era um, to actually be on social media? Well, you know, that's a, that's a double-edged sword
1: because, you know, there's there's good and bad in everything, and there's, you know, there's healthy and unhealthy uses of everything, and so I think, you know, it's designed to let a lot of people interact at once, which is nice, and it's a good way to inform people about social things that are going on, events that are going on, if you want to follow a certain actor or singer or something it's easy to do but it's also it's very tricky because it can be addicting and it can you know take you out of reality into the virtual world where where life is is non-existent only what's in your brain and so there has to be a time where you step away from the virtual world and experience the real world experience life experience being with other people and 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 the joys that, that come with that and so it's, you, know, it's your, you know, what I'm teaching actors, They, they I, you cannot have your cell phone in the class. You have to be focused on what you're doing. When you're acting, you have to be completely focused on what you're doing. And, and you know, we've had kids come in the class that had ADD, and they don't have it when they're acting because they're completely focused on what they're doing and they, they're enjoying what they're doing. And so, so you know, in this era, I think, you know, a lot of social media can contribute to ADD because you always got to be stimulated by what's next in the feed what's next what's going on what's this person doing and 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 a lot of and one of the other detriments is that you start feeling bad because your life isn't as good as what other people are posting you know right so you 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 can't you can't get caught up in what other people are posting what they're really posting is a moment in time not reality of what their life is just one moment in, in in their time and and you know the place where I, where I do some studying and they have a little sign on the desk is one day I hope my life is as good as it seems on Facebook. And I thought that was kind of <laughs> funny. So so you, there there there's a time and a place for everything. And so, you know, there's a certainly, there's a business tool for social media. There's a personal aspect for social media, but you, you can't get caught up and, and make it your life. You've got to find other things to do with your life other than scroll through and see what everybody else is saying you have to think for yourself, you have to do for yourself, you have to experience life for yourself. And it, quite frankly, you can't experience anything, you know, too um, exciting or, or, or too real on, on social media.
0: That's so true. So true. Um, everybody that's listening right now, make sure once again, you go look for Ken on social media um, to keep up with him as far as it goes for Santa's Boot Camp um, in the future the sequel to Santa's Boot Camp and everything else he has going on, whatever he releases, at least you can stay up up to date. Go to the website. Make sure you go to and Santa's boot dot com. Santa's yeah, bootcamp movie dot com, yeah. right? Yeah, make sure, have sure you go
1: to Facebook page for Santa's boot camp. And, and if you if you friend me, if you want to friend me, you know, make sure you send me a message and say, I heard you here, you know, mm-hmm. um with with Michael Cooper on the big scoop. Um because I get a lot of these, these people that friend me I'm like, who is that? But if you say, I met you here Or or I heard you speak on this Then I kind of can know Okay, this is who that is As opposed to some right. random person That I don't know if it's a real person Or if it's a fake person or, You know, whatever it is So, you know, I want to make sure That the people that I'm that I'm connected to Are actual real people that know who I am And not just
0: randomly clicking Friend, 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 friend Exactly, exactly. Now, Ken, what is your ultimate goal as an uh, actor, a writer, director? I mean, what, what has always been your ultimate goal and what's your future plans to make it to make to your ultimate goal? I want you to tell everybody what is it? What is your ultimate goal in this business?
1: My, my ultimate goal in this business is to continue to, to make projects that affect people in a positive way. I think, I think there's so many projects that get made and put out there that are that, that make people afraid or they, they make people angry, or there's a lot of movies that that are just you know rage or, or you're, you're on the edge of your seat in, in fear. and it's like I, those aren't the movies that I like or want to be part of. so I'm trying to make movies that people can see and they, and they can discuss them afterwards you know in an intellectual way they can learn something or they can be inspired by it. And, and, you know, it, it affects people in a positive way, not just the, okay, I'm going to be entertained by seeing all these explosions, you know, for an hour. And, and one of the things that, that really, when I learned this, it changed my whole way of thinking and being as a person. Uh, when you watch a movie, your unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between a movie and the real thing. So if you watch a movie and someone gets murdered, your mind thinks you've actually witnessed a murder. And so I wanted to be more conscientious of things that I put into my brain because when I go to sleep, those are the things that come up, things in my unconscious brain. And so I consciously stopped watching those kinds of movies. And I said, I don't want to make those kinds of movies. And I want to make kinds of things that are, that are, you, know, that are you know, for the greater good, I guess you, you could say. But things that that inspire people to be better, inspire people to be brave, inspire people to to to, to speak their truth you know in such a way as a, versus you know being afraid of you know some alien's going to get me or some killer is is waiting for me in the parking lot at night, you know whatever fear that is that you know a lot of movies are are made to instill fear in in the in the viewer.
0: there you go. You're right, and that's what I'm saying. Like I told you before, Ken, you, got big, you have a big career ahead of you. I'm not even going to say your um, career is done because there's so much more that you can do in this business um, to help others and for yourself to show what you have done and what you can do, and I want you to continue, Ken, doing what you're doing now. Um, I'm proud of you. The world is proud of you. We're all going to watch this movie, um, Santa's Boot Camp. Now, um, Ken... What advice would you give any male or female that wants to start a career in the movie industry at any position?
1: Well, I think you have to you have to educate yourself you always have to be a learner you, you you've got to be hungry to learn you can't you know when I work on sets, you know a lot of times I'll have students come on sets or just people that want to want to learn how to work on a set, and you know I can tell. Who, who's hungry to learn and who's not I mean, there are people that's like, what can I do to help what can, I'm always here let me do something, let me do something. And there are people that start kind of standing around going um, you know what can I mean, they're just standing around waiting to be told you know and you know I have crew people come to me and say, you know that kid such and such yeah, I want his number because I want to pick to take him on the next set with me you know I, I directed a film in LA back in 2002 and the guy that was doing graphics design said to me, Hey, can my little brother come and, and PA for you on the film? I'm like, sure. This guy came and he was always the first one at the set. And he was always the last one to leave. And he was always doing. He was always cleaning up or helping take care of this. He was just he was just everywhere, um, helping and, and just happy as could be to be on set and, and doing whatever he could. And we ended up giving him like assistant production designer credit instead of PA. Just because he was just helping all over the place, and then I heard like after he finished our film, he got hired to work on Ang Lee's Hulk movie. I was like, oh, good wow. for him because 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 you have a reputation. People said that kid, he works hard. He he's sharp. She's sharp. She's good. She knows what she wants. And, you know, she's asking the right questions. She's doing the right things. And you know, it, I tell my students, you know, you know, it is a career. Um, you can, you can make what you want of it. You know, my, my acting teacher years ago in L.A. said something, and, and it took me a long time to figure it out, and now it's too late. And I, I'll tell you now, so maybe some young people listening can figure this out. He always said, the world is your oyster. And, I, and that always kind of went above my head going, what in the world do you mean by that? And finally, after contemplating that for many, many years, it's like, you know, you can be and do whatever you want to do. The world is there for you to create the treasure that you want. All you've got to do is get up and, and, and go work toward it. You've know, you you've got to be uh, professional. You've got to be knowledgeable. You've got to be kind. You've got to be grateful and thankful, and you have to do the work. You know, So whatever you want to do, it can be done. And I tell my students in my acting class, I say, well, if you want to be an actor, you can do it because there was a little girl sitting in this chair a few years ago and she was in two of the Hunger Games movies. So there was a little girl sitting in this chair just like you, and now she's a series regular on Nickelodeon. You know? Or there's a, a girl like you, she, was, you know, she won a SAG award for whatever. I said, what's the difference between them and you? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. They were sitting in this seat eager and hungry to learn just like you are now, and they took what they learned and they turned it into something. They had an, they, they, they had an opportunity. And they presented what they knew in a professional way, and they did the work and people noticed and they you I want to work with you I want nice. to work with you and so and so you know whether and you know there's this you know if you're female if you're um if you know if you're female i mean the the they want and need more female voices in the movies that's that's a given I mean you hear that everywhere you know. There's vast majority of projects are written by men, they're produced by men, they're directed by men, and there's this huge void of women's stories. And so, uh, women, if you're listening, know that that you need to get on it because they want to hear. We, the world, wants to hear your point of view. Um, and so, you know, it makes it tougher when you're a guy because you're trying to get a story out there, and they go, no, no, we, we want to really focus on this. But you know what? You know, good stories always rise to the top, and, you know, if it's something you want to do, don't let an excuse like your, your, your sex or your skin color or your height or your age or your weight or hairstyle or whatever it is stand in the way of you going for what you want to do, because at the end of the day, it's a, it's a, it is an all-inclusive business. You, you walk onto a film set, no matter if you're an actor or if you're a crew or producer, you look around. And really, it's full of people who love this business. It doesn't matter what age they are or where they come from or what their background is. Um, They all share the one thing, and that is is the love of what they do. And and I will say this. There is a young lady, Star, who, uh, when we started doing Santa's Boot Camp, she was just a, a local kid here in town who wanted to help out, and she came to help me, and she was there by my side uh, just helping me at the very beginning, and she helped bring in some other people who became flaky, but she, she stayed, and she helped, and then, and then we had to go raise more money to shoot more stuff, and when we got ready to shoot again, she came back, and she helped. And then um, she was there, like, through the whole process, and then she's like, uh, I want to go apply to – I can't remember if it was AFI or USC out in California, film school.
0: Oh, okay. And she
1: asked me if I would write a letter of recommendation for her, and I wrote a letter of recommendation. I really how, And she got in, and today on Facebook she posted that she started working at Paramount on some – Big thing. I don't know if it was the Avengers or whatever. Nice. She was the. She was somewhere. She's working on a studio on a project in L.A. And, and this is just a kid who was who wanted to do this, and she worked hard to get there. And she 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 never said no, never gave up.
0: Nice. Everybody that's listening right now, I hope you heard this because that shows hard work and dedication can get you to where you want to get to in life. Um, Ken, I know you're a busy person. I want to say thank you. Thank you a thousand times for coming on the show. And I would love to have you back on the show in the future.
1: We'd love to be a part of this, Michael. I think you have a great show. And I appreciate you having me on and keep up the good work.
0: I sure will. Thank you very much. Everybody. Once again, Santa's boot camp, November the 15th. Make sure you go get this movie. This is a movie that you want to keep in your collection. Everybody. Once again, thank you for coming on the show. Um, everybody, make sure you find Ken on social media. Make sure you follow him. Big things are happening for him. All right, guys. You, everybody, have a great night. Until next time on the Bit Scoop with Coop.